Every time I go to the New York area, an older person will always come up to me and go, man, before your time, I used to watch Bruno San Martino. Ah, oh, he was amazing, he was great. So it's just fun to hear that, and that's how you know you're great. He was completely dedicated to wrestling. He wasn't going to be satisfied to be second best. He was special because he paid a dear price to be a wrestler and a dear price to be a champion. In order to be on top, you have to be a winner. You have to be a top man. Incredible star and someone who carried the championship with pride and honor. And the fans go absolutely berserk. He uh, trained religiously and uh, watched other wrestlers and the ring, every opportunity he had. San Martino was big and hard, and he was big in the gym. You know, San Martino was my father's uh, favorite performer, was his father's favorite performer, in an area of the country where he was meant to shine. He did just that. He was truly a legend in New York. When I look back at the fact that he packed Madison Square Garden year in and year out, I think that statement alone explains his greatness. Bruno Sammartino was able to bridge the gap between the ethnicity of fans. You would have the Italian fans, the Puerto Rican fans, the Jewish fans, the Russian fans, all united behind this champion for almost a decade. And that truly makes Bruno Sammartino one of the greatest. Hey everybody and welcome to Retromania, a retrospective pro wrestling podcast where we romanticize, fantasize, watch and review your favorite or not so favorite storylines, matches, events and or feuds from your pro wrestling past. I'm part of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and as always, I'm joined by Jimmy Price. And today is a somber one at most um, yeah yeah happy to be here with you as always but wish it was uh, you know sort of under better circumstances yeah. it's back you and i just yeah. one-on-one right sound crisp right yeah. now yeah <laughs> we're trying to get the audio down with multiple guests just bear with us but uh yes today is uh an interesting day it's the birthday of the fallen one hot rod who we lost last year yeah, right. I think uh, two years ago, three now. Three yeah. Jeez, doesn't feel like time it, flies. but yeah, it's been. I think it's been three because we actually lost Dusty and Hot Rod within the span of a couple of months and of each that other. Was three years ago. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, right. it's crazy. Um, uh, the birthday of Roddy Piper, but also the um, the passing away of the legendary Bruno San Martino. Yeah, one of the uh, you know all time biggest stars in the history of the industry. Somebody. Uh, who in the in the in the territory days of the sixties and the seventies, you know, was the biggest star of the biggest territory, uh, you know, that obviously being the the WWF uh, in New York and all across the Northeast, obviously his hometown of Pittsburgh, where he is, you know, worshipped. Yeah. Um, it didn't. There weren't any. There weren't any bigger stars in 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 the country at that time than Bruno. I would say. I, I agree, and yeah. and truly the epitome of the American dream. Um, just coming from 
a country at war in um he, he yeah. born in italy of course under nazi rule at that time in october 6 1935 and um his family escapes from these nazis his yeah. mother uh and him sick at the time um and his brother as well um this is just a, a great story and he get, comes to america and he finds the american dream and he starts uh training and weights and then he gets into this wrestling yeah and then just becomes a phenomenal star that transcends race as well mm-hmm. um and just a, an overall great moral stand-up like american hero yeah you know yeah. absolutely absolutely and just a, like you said incredible circumstances coming over here during the war um and and really like being embodying everything that you you know we're looking for in that in that all American hero for sure. Yeah. Um just and just a uh, just an absolute absolute legend. Um yes, embodied the living legend moniker yes. even while he was alive, yeah. you know? Yeah. This is how much the guy is adored. Yeah. Um yeah. It's a it's a great it's a great story for Bruno San Martino. Um many of you should watch the documentary um on him that the WWF or WWE has put out. Um, there's also the um, that it's it's JBL sitting down with him on the network. I don't yeah. know if you've seen that. I have not. I've not. I'm gonna go. go actually, to that. a really good, uh, really good s- sit down. He yeah. talks about his storied career and uh, and then there's the table for three with Randy Orton and Ric Flair. Yeah, interesting one as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just it. It, it seems. Um. It's nice that he came back to the WWE to sew up his career because he did have a, a, a long departure from them. Yeah, a long departure and, and one that was thought that you know the fence was unmendable. Um, he was one of those guys along with Ultimate Warrior that you know you didn't think you would ever ever see back. Obviously, two completely different uh, human beings there for sure. But yeah, similarly, just the the bad blood between him and the company. Um, he was very, uh, you know, outspoken during, uh, the steroid scandal. And also the, there was also some, uh, some, there's somewhat of a sex scandal in the early nineties as well for the WWF. Um, there's a infamous interview that he did on Larry King with Vince, uh, where it gets very, very heated, um, about some of the accusations that, that were flying. But at any rate, yeah, one of those guys you thought it's never going to happen. He's never going to come back, but you know. I guess time heals all wounds on that. And, and, and I'm glad it did because it was, you know, he needed to be in that hall of fame. Yes, indeed. He's, he's a pivotal part of the creation of wrestling. Um, the, the popularity of wrestling, mm-hmm. um, the, the momentum going into WWF as well, taking over yeah. wrestling. Yeah. So. Uh, absolutely kept. I mean, really, you know, he's the top star and he, you know, was sort of the anchor, to get them through the, you know, the, the heart of the territory days and then later territory days, um, you know, bridging the gap between that era and, you know, the era of, uh, Vince McMahon. Where yeah. Would... I mean, last wrestling date is, um, is in 1987. It's a tag team match. Yeah. Which you just told me. And I, I, I didn't believe it. Yeah, yeah, August like... 29th, 1987 tag teaming with Hulk Hogan, defeating King Kong Bundy and one man gang. Wow. Yeah. That's that's remarkable. And it didn't air until March of 88. So think yeah. about that. You're about to watch WrestleMania 
what, four? Yeah. And then you see Bruno still wrestling? Still, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, I believe I had an LGN of him. Nice. Uh, but got eaten by a dog. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So um, other than we're, we're going to take this episode and look back at Bruno, just skim through a couple highlights of his career, and then mm-hmm. we're going to watch a special match with Bruno San Martino, and you all can watch along with us on YouTube or right here, um, depending on which uh, medium you're listening or watching us. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, we also have our first season. On demand here, Retromania and MoholRadio.com. Yep. That's the origin of Attitude. And then we also have some bonus episodes where we have we have some guests come along and uh, watch some matches with us mm-hmm. and watch a special match that they want. Um, we want to do some more of those. So, uh, yeah, we're going to continue on. And then we also have our season two that's coming up. It's, heat, it's heating up, brother. Oh. Let me tell you something. Yeah. What's that yeah. one? Hulkamania is dead. Season two of Retromania. We're going to uh, look at the alternate timeline in which uh, the Iron Sheik breaks Hogan's legs. And uh, Hogan has decided he's had enough of this crazy wrestling business. So he leaves the business. He's going to focus on Hollywood. So we look at the potential domino effect of what that would have been like. And we're actually going to go in and year in and year out. We're going to rebook the uh, Hulk Hogan era without Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Wow. Maybe ending up to a, a, a point um, mid nineties. Yeah. Of, you know, what would happen. Yeah. So that's going to be awesome. Um, so everybody, please check those out. Um, like review, subscribe, share. It's the only way we're going to grow. I want this to be a place for wrestling fans that really appreciate it and want to retrospectively look back at it and enjoy it. And, uh, we try to hit the high notes. We try to hit some funny notes as well. Funny. Of course. Yeah. Because so, um, yeah. wrestling's fun. Yes, it is fun. It's yeah. supposed to be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and also, you know, go you know, on the Facebook page, um, you know, got any sort of like questions, anything, you know, the Facebook page is, you know, a place where we can like sort of, you know, get together and, and, and talk about stuff. And, yeah, a little yeah. forums. Yeah, 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 for sure. So uh, check us out there. And uh, yeah, stay tuned because it's going to be uh, hitting your ears real soon. Yes, indeed. All right. So this isn't going to be like the typical Retromania episode, but we are going to just give like a little honorary memorial episode to Bruno San Martino because he does deserve it. Um Let's just let's just hop into this. But still we're gonna make it as retromania as we can. Of course. Yeah. yeah. As we always do, brother. Brother brother. Yeah, so uh Bruno San Martino, yeah, he comes into wrestling, he starts wrestling around nineteen fifty nine. He has a match and uh yeah, it's it's studio wrestling and that's Pittsburgh based. Yeah. So they brought around some territory guys, so he gets a little Stride going there for huh, nearly uh, 10 years. Yeah. 10 years plus. Uh, and then actually joins Capital Wrestling Corporation. This is WWWF before. Yes. It was WWWF. Yep. Right here, obviously, in the nation's capital. That's uh, where it all started. Yep. But they also ran in uh, Madison Square Garden as well. Yep. And he has his first match against Bull Curry. And who was substituting for Killer Kowalski at the time. That's January 2nd, 1960. 
And uh, yeah, he he's good. Um, Tootsman wanted to give him a little push there. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, in, in a match, this is crazy. I didn't know this. February 18th, 1961, he faced Chick Garbiati, and he body slams him, and he dies of a heart attack in the ring. Yeah. I did not know about that either. That's yeah. that's unfortunate. So Bruno Sammartino killed a man in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, it said and says it took him many years to get over the incident. I mean, I'm sure I can only imagine. It's something something like a body slam too, you know, that you know, I don't know the the story of of a of a chick, but um there had to have been other medical issues that worked for yeah. somebody to you know, die of a body slam that yeah. that couldn't have been on all on Bruno. True. Um, True. but yeah, that's, heart attack in the ring. Yeah. yeah. Nonetheless, there has to be some issues. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so around that time, um, Bruno like wrestles around various promotions, 61 through 63. Mm-hmm. And at this time, um, capital wrestling is also transitioning to WWWF as well as there's some other issues with NWA and who's the actual world champion. Right. This is where it all starts to, uh, you know, get really um, WWE, WC, or NWA right. at the time. You know, yeah. Bruno San Martino wrestles and beats the then NWA champion Buddy Rogers for the title. But having Rogers having a groin injury... San Martino being a stand-up guy couldn't accept the victory and the belt. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So technically he was an NWA champion in a way. Technically. Yeah. I wonder yeah. whose who's call that was. Not sure. But um, yeah, later um, he would wrestle Luthez for the NWA heavyweight championship and uh, they would have a match that would end in a draw and then Thez would have some cheap victories over him. Nice. So that's interesting there. But then what happens is, uh, you know, Thez beat Buddy Rogers for the NWA title. What happens with Buddy Rogers? Buddy Rogers uh, stays around the Northeast Territory, and he is crowned the first ever WWWF champion. And that's sort of like the great schism, you know, like that that you alluded to. This is where the two sides, like, sort of split off, and you you follow the lineage of these titles in, in two different directions. Yeah. It's awesome, and and these uh, four guys that are part of it. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, well, three guys. Sorry, Luthez, Buddy Rogers, yeah. and uh, Bruno. But yeah, so going on to there, um, he is called in by McMahon, uh, San Martino. They they need him. Yeah, they need a guy that can transcend. Um, they usually have gimmicks as your race, as mm-hmm. we talked about before, I think, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Irish, the Italians, the yeah. Polish, the German, you know, the even, Japanese. Yeah, even more so back then, yeah. for sure. So they needed an Italian for the Northeast. Yeah. And then they were going to try to turn it into something big. So they wanted Bruno San Martino. So he comes back and he wins the WWWF World Heavyweight Championship on May 17th, 1963, defeating Nature Boy Buddy Rogers in 48 seconds. Wow. And he'll say that he didn't hear Buddy Rogers 
uh, give up. The ref just told him to drop him. And Buddy Rogers will always say that he had a heart attack the week before. <laughs> but, you know, you have to be tested by athletic commission. So I was recovering. Recovering, brother. Yeah. Um, so a little switcheroo right there. But he held the title for seven years, eight months, and one day. Now, I think it's safe to say that that record will not be broken. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so, ever. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, save you know the. I mean, the impending you know Bobby Lashley reign of terror. Yeah, but uh, 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 this is this is his first run, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's two thousand eight hundred and three days. Wow, amazing! Wow, um, he would he would just be. That's that's how they built this title. That's yeah. how WWF grew as this dominant brand. Yeah. It's because he held that title for so long yeah. and withdrew all these these challengers that came towards him. Um, and they spanned from race uh, to gimmick to anything um, going down the list. I mean, basically in Madison Square Garden on a monthly basis. Right. He would he would have the top bad guys, you know, come and face him. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the this is the way that they did it. The, Japan built their same thing off of um Anoki and Yes, Anoki Ch- and, Baba. and and before that Ricky Choshu. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the big thing. Ricky Choshu brought in all the Gaijins and defeated them. Yep. San Martino's going to bring in all these other people. Killer Kowalski. Giant Baba, Gene Kanitsky, Dr. Bill Miller, Dr. Jerry Graham, Bull Ramos, Hans Mortier, Waldo Von Erich, The Crusher, Johnny Valentine, The Sheik, Freddie Blassie, Curtis Ikea, Tarzan Tyler, Billy Watts. Bill Watts. Yeah. I like to call him Billy. The old, the old cowboy. You and cowboy go back. <laughs> you can call me Billy, son. Anytime. <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon. Prefer Professor Toro Tanaka, Handsome Johnny Barrand, Spiros Arion, Oscar Crusher Verdu, Ernie the Big Cat Lad, John Tools, the Kentucky Butcher, and George the Animal Steel. Anybody who, you know, was worth, you know, not just worth their salt, but anybody who was a, a top tier heel of that era, you know, that's a who's 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 list right there. Yeah. Um and and it speaks to um, San Martino's connection with the fans that they kept coming out and selling out Madison Square Garden month after month, you know, this whole time and never got bored with him as a champion because he was that much of a hero. You know, yeah. you don't you don't get bored with with an actual real life hero. And that's what he was to these people at that time. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, One hundred and twenty seven sellouts in Madison Square Garden. <sighs> And about 170 appearances. How's that for a batting average? Uh, I mean, we can go down. Uh, Tony Rocca is a guy that uh, put him on in the early 60s, and they had a lot of brawls at Madison Square Garden. Then getting into um, his run as champion, um, July 11th, 1964, he lost to Freddie Blassie via DQ. Mm. But the attendance, 18,981. Packed. 
I mean, just killing it. Yeah. Uh, beats Gene Kaniski in 1964, November, uh, 17 minutes, sold out arena. Then um, August, the next year of 65, beats Dr. Bill Miller, sold out. I mean, this is like 19 max, you know, yeah. 20,000. Yeah, the list goes on and on. And I mean, you talk about, you know, they talk about Madison Square Garden being, you know, hollowed ground for the WWF and, and that being, you know, such an important spot for them. And this is why this is what built that, um, you know, built that legacy. Um, and, and you think about what what Hulk Hogan was to, to Vince McMahon Jr., you know, that's what Sam Martino was to Vince McMahon senior. That was, that was his top guy. And, you know, he was the one that would you know be at the top of the card every month in Madison square garden and sell it out far more often than not. Yep. Um, so yeah. it's a remarkable legacy. Yeah. Until 71 where he has to, um, he's kind of giving it up. He's like, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Uh, I'm over. And then he gets beaten by Ivan Koloff at Madison square garden. Tough one there. Um, they did a weird exchange too, to where it wouldn't be a riot. So the belt was kept in the ring by the referee while, uh, Ivan kind of walked off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, height of the cold war tension, maybe not the height of the cold war, but you know, 71, yeah, in, in the midst for sure. Yeah. Um, later, three weeks later, Pedro Morales, another transcending race, uh, dominant figure Mm -hmm. and, um, like bringing the Spanish Puerto Rican community to wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Pedro Morales beats Koloff to win the title and San Martino congratulates him. That's cool. But in 72, San Martino returns and he's in a 22 man battle Royal and he wins the battle Royal. And this is voted like the first ever match of the year in the wrestler magazine. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So another first for Bruno. Um, and then in San in 72, he is asked again to get that title back. They need a bigger guy. Uh, Morales isn't doing it. Yeah. Um, not packing the house like Bruno did. Yeah. He's yeah. not that great of a, I mean, he, he was a good wrestler. He could he could fire back, but uh, it just wasn't the same drama as Bruno. Yeah, yeah, and not not I've really and seen. Maybe that's a racist white people. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, okay. I think I, I really, you know, I can't sit here and I can sit here and pretend to say, well, yeah, I've studied the careers of both men, but I, I haven't seen many matches of either of theirs. But you, I think I get a sense that the maybe the selling wasn't there. For yeah. for, uh, for Morales as much as the connection wasn't as strong, um, for whatever reason, um, but yeah, so they decided, they decided to flip the belt back to Bruno. Yeah, well, it's an interesting thing because they're both faces at the time. Yeah, you know, Pedro having the title and San Martino coming back. Um, well, there's a tag match and Professor Tanaka blinds them both, and they're like fighting each other. And then they clear their eyes and realize <laughs> that it's them. And guess what? What? They continue to brawl. Oh, no. Very and? nice. So then 
two weeks later on syndicated television. Blindfold match. They recap everything, and they have them signing a contract for the world title match at Shea Stadium. This is going to be interesting. And uh, McMahon gestures, you know, shake. They don't shake their hands. They're like pissed off. This is awesome. Face versus face. Yeah. So they have a 65-minute draw at Shea Stadium in New York. Wow. Yeah, a blowout match. But at the time, you know, they didn't do face versus face title changes. So, unfortunately, Stan Stasiak wins the title. And uh, nine days like you know you know a little bit of time goes by yeah and then it, uh nine days after his reign as champion stan stasiak gets beat by bruno yeah that's just how they go. did it back then you yeah. have your your heel transitional champion and yep and so now beat. on to his second reign yeah which this one is another one that uh it went nearly three years yeah. um Culminating his reign of more than 11 years, 4,040 days. Unreal. Over a decade. Unreal. Over a decade as champion. Yeah. So he he goes through guys like uh, Bruiser Brody, Ken Patera, Bugsy McGraw, Freddie Blassie again, Farron Von Raschke, uh, Ivan Koloff, superstar Billy Graham, um... Ernie Ladd again, and then George Steele again, and then Big Bob Duncan, and Nicole, Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. yeah, so some good uh, some good names there. So his reign really comes to an end with one of the matches, not matches, but one of the opponents in the matches that we're going to watch, uh, Stan Hansen. Um, he, he, he body slams bruno in a match and breaks his neck yeah um but bruno continues the match um but bruno is struggling after all these years so he's getting up there in age he's like yeah you know late 40s blooming on his uh his 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 goodbye yeah yeah it's a it's a long time for him to be wrestling with the you know the schedule they were running back then for sure yeah um and, and he gets defeated by superstar billy graham to end his reign which is great for Billy Graham because he's a great heel. Yeah. And the original Dusty Rose, baby, the way it out. <laughs> you know, um, so uh, that's April 30th, 1977. Yeah. Um, but he'll have some later runs, uh, you know, going through traveling to Japan and wrestling NWA champion at the time, Harley Race. And then later coming back in 80 doing a, a feud with Larry Zabisco. This was a big one. Yeah. This was, you know, the student turning on uh, the teacher and uh, that was a big feud and it drew big money. Uh, the showdown at Shea. August uh, 9th, yeah. 1980, 36,295 fans. Yeah. So here's a guy, Sam Martino, who became champion in the early 60s. And is able to sell out, be at the top of the card, and sell out Shea Stadium in 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 the eighties. That's you know, yeah, that's you know, it stands the test of time. Um, yes. and uh, you know, Hogan, you know, tried to you know brother it up a little bit and say that him and Andre, you know, were the real reason that Shea sold Shea sold out. I mean, their match was a big deal even back then, for sure. But that it wasn't what people were buying tickets for. Yeah. It was the real feud. 
yeah. going on there. Yeah, blood feud. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he comes back to WWF to ha- kind of have a um, uh, a push for his son, David. And it doesn't really work out. No, yeah. yeah. But he has some last matches. Okay, so he has some great, like, comeback matches here. Mm-hmm. They're like the last bit of his feud where he's like passing the torch, yeah. where he's, uh, you know, teaming with Tito Santano against Adrian Adonis and Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. What? And then he's having a match with Macho Man Randy Savage. And then he's having a feud with Roddy, Roddy Piper. Him and Piper have some hot heat on the uh, Piper's pit, which yeah. um, had just appeared. Um on WWF, but yeah, and then they have a an incredible steel cage match. It's a it's a phenomenal ending too, <laughs> yeah. for the time. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, yeah, no, I actually haven't. Uh, check yeah. it out, yeah. definitely. It's yeah. on the network. Uh, they just put it up on the classics. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a great match. Um, and it thus being Hot Rod's birthday yeah i did yeah. post it on uh retromania facebook page yeah so get into that if you have the network you can click it and it'll go right to that match yep yeah um this last run is it's it's sort of to me it's reminiscent of you know the run that hogan had you know in, in wwe you know 2002 to you know 2005 you know coming coming back and, and feuding with some of the younger guys teaming with some of the younger guys i agree and, yeah it's you know Sort of that last sort of farewell run, and yeah. it's cool that he got to do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and he participates in WrestleMania too, in a battle royal, <laughs> and he is the sole survivor, pinning Honky Talk Man. So, yeah, running uh, off into the sunset. Yeah, uh, and then that final match that we spoke of with Hulk Hogan. Yep. But yeah, and then the breakup, and then the rejoining, and then the Hall of Fame. Yeah, just big stuff for him. Yeah, but uh, let's let's get ready. Any 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 final thoughts? Uh, anything on Bruno? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was quite a you know quite a legend, one of the biggest in the history of the industry. Um, I was lucky enough to get to uh, see him appear in person at a Ring of Honor show in 2006 um, at the Manhattan Center, um, and this was you know in the time in his life where he was pretty much removed from wrestling and so it was rare for him to make an appearance but it was cool um so he's you know he was there he did a signing before the show and then he came out and and did a um yeah sort of did like a you know speech for the crowd um again in the Manhattan center which is right across the street from madison square garden um so to see him there in that setting in the shadow of uh msg was was very cool and it was just you know sort of like the cherry on top for one of the you know the greatest cards i was ever you know lucky enough to get to see um but yeah the crowd you know paid their respects and you know he's you know a great speaker and it was just really cool to see him um so i thought about that a lot today um but yeah he's de- will definitely be missed i'm glad that you know you know he leaves with his legacy cemented Um, not that it wouldn't have been cemented in wwe but again to be able to go out on good terms and be in that hall of fame the big leagues yeah and you know we have these you know these you know interviews on the network that we can always look back on now so yeah um, last minute stuff that he did and yeah and just him being a part of where he came from too 
Absolutely. Well said, Jimmy. Uh, did you get that feeling when you uh, saw him? Like any type of like feeling? Like I, I don't. I'm yeah. Just... Uh, I, I mean, it's hard to describe because you know it's not like I didn't. You know, I wasn't of the generation that grew up watching him. I've, I've you know appreciated him on a like on a historical level, and I've seen some of his work. But there was definitely that that energy in the building of just of being in the presence of somebody. Bruno's so, there. Bruno's there, and you're you're in Midtown Manhattan, and the and you've got a you've got a ballroom full of people chanting for Bruno San Martino. So that was yeah you know, that was palpable. You didn't have to grow up in the seventies and 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 watch him to feel that. And I definitely felt that. That's awesome uh, on that night for sure. That is awesome. Yeah. Fortunately, so never felt that. Yeah. So Sorry. also thank. <laughs> <laughs> And former uh, former Retromania guest Dan Nelson was there. We that was we went up there with a couple of friends of ours. So uh, oh cool, yeah. So thanks for driving us to Jersey, Dan. Sweet, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Dan Nelson yeah. and Hot Tag and uh, everything that he's doing with his zine. Yeah. Definitely, he needs to get back onto the show. Yeah, yeah. We need to we need to have him back because we could. That guy can talk wrestling for forever. Yeah, and, let's rip it yeah. up. Yeah. Um. All right, let's let's get into this match. It's going to be Bruno San Martino versus Stan Hansen in a steel cage match from August 1976. And trust me, it's not a boring one. This one goes. Um, you can find it on YouTube. I will actually share the link in the description for this podcast. And or you can watch along with us on our YouTube page. Yes. Yeah, yeah. very excited about that. So um let's let's do our typical countdown from five, four, three, two, one, and then you hit click on zero. Remember. Yes. Don't get too excited though. I mean, I'm gonna jump the gun okay. again. Uh, five uh, ready? ready. Oh. Are you guys ready to watch along with us? Uh, oh, hold on a second. Are you, are you guys, are you ready? It's, it's fucking Kevin again. Remember, we've been podcasting. Mountain Dew's getting warm, you noobs. Jesus Christ. Um, hey, hey, I'm still, sh- I, I'm still shitting. I'm barfing too, so I'm, I'm prescharfing. Sh- sh- well, you should probably do that on your own. It's fucking weird. Well, uh, uh, like, give me 20 more minutes and I'll be out of your bathroom, I swear. Okay, whatever. I don't give a shit. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, so we're still nope. we're still podcasting in Kevin's bathroom. I hate that guy. Yeah, it's the only privacy we can get. But really rude of him. Hey, hey, actually, I'll take some code red. We're out. Okay, never mind. All right, whatever. Yeah, okay. settle for the blue shit. <laughs> that blast. The blast. <laughs> that Baja blast. All right, let's get into this Baja match. Um, it's Bruno San Martino versus Stan Henson Steel Cage match, August 1976. You ready? Got it synced up on YouTube. Yes. You can watch along. You can listen along. Ready? Five, The principles, the, of principles the, of the match. The principles of the match. Damn. Nice. He's got like eight mics. Yeah. Only two ways this time. 
I like that, the, though. You know, that's the old school. It's the escape through the door. Yeah. Or over yeah. the top. And guess what? It's, it's not just like, you know, a regular top. There's a little bit of spikes there. Yeah. They did yeah. it on that, like, inside the steel cage that's thing true. on WWE Classics. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's just the end of that where it joins. But he's like, it's almost like Bob Wyatt. Almost, yeah. Yeah. Dangerous. Dangerous <laughs> stuff. Shout out to the uh, the Teamster ring announcer. Yeah. Shout out to who posted this on YouTube as well. Yeah. Crowd is hot. Ready for yeah. Bruno already. The bounty hunter. Was he a bounty hunter? Shit, he mini lasso people or Damn, he is young and hungry right now. Yeah, here. look at the flowing locks of Stan Hansen Fuck. here. Beautifully. Yeah. Blonde. Ooh. I like the uh the VHS video recorder setting. Yes. Main event with the blink effect. Stan Hansen. It's bad, bad man, Stan Hansen. And this yes, is, is. Ooh. Flipping off the fans. Love it. This is early, fairly early on in his career, too. Yes. But he was still a big shit kicker then, so they put him, like, you know, top yeah. of the card. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to do this. <laughs> Don't make him pull his union card on you. Nope. Boy. I just picture him spitting. Yeah. All the time. He's not at that spitting phase yet. Yet. He'll get there. Oh, man. The era before entrance music is like such an. I would love to like be in that crowd, you know, for so many reasons, but just like the progressive wave of the pop. Yeah. Instead of the immediate, you know, Pavlovian, you hear the music, there's the pot. But it's like, you know, the the fans up front see him, and then they start flipping shit, and then, like, it, it's like almost like a wave. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. You definitely can, and especially in the effects of, like, what they're doing with the moves, too. It's like, yeah. it takes people a little bit to react. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, now he's like, oh, yeah, this is where the big sell comes in. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. You're right, just drawing that heat up. Here we go. He's like, I want to fucking look in He's got like three mics up there. The WWE. I mean, Bruno choosing to stay out of the cage for the intro. Yeah, just listen to that pop. He knows. Yeah, that's how you sell it, man. Yeah, it's not like now where Cena and uh, Bray Wyatt were squaring off in their Hell in a Cell or whatever it was. Yeah. See, immediate charge, perfect heel, and just beating them down. Putting the boots to him early on. Ooh. Ah, even just the ugh, 
the impact of him missing it rings a lot harder than though. Yeah. You know, in in reading about San Martino uh, today, one of the things that was brought up was that how his style was sort of a, you know, it was it was an evolution from the more Matt based, you know, Buddy Rogers, Luthez era to, you know, you see the strikes brawl. Obviously, this is going to be more of a brawl because it's Stan Hansen and it's a steel cage. But even in his normal matches, you know, more strikes, more power moves. Yeah. Um, sort of bridging the gap again, you know, as far as in ring style, um, to where we are today. Yeah, it's a transition the way uh, you go from like him and then Backlund, who's almost the same, but he does get into more gimmick matches. Yeah, as well. And he then was sort of the, a throwback almost. And, and yeah. then you get to Hogan. Yeah. You know, it's just like that transition. It's just like it's like it's well, wild. we try we try to go back, but no, fuck it, we're going. <laughs> no, we got to go forward. Yeah. We're yeah. Just these like yeah. yeah. Um, I almost think it's the time, you know, our, our attention to detail. Yeah. So that Absolutely. goes with the product because I mean, TV came, or wrestling. I'm sorry, came along with TV. It was the one of the first things yeah. to be on TV. Yeah. Ever. You know, like yeah. that's awesome. So it's an art and it grows with our culture. Absolutely. Yeah. Some ass cracks, some early <laughs> Shawn Michaels was like <laughs> watching this as a little kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think Stan Hansen, you know, I don't, I don't think that was like a predetermined Stan Hansen spot the way it was for HP. But you never know. Show you, my hammock. Look, I look. If I don't show the crack of my ass in the first five minutes of this match, then what, why am I even going to New York? Yeah, you better put my ass over, <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh shit! Stomping him down though. Nice. See, he's still got his wrestling maneuvers that yeah, he goes into. Yeah, absolutely. It's good with these. These kicks from the ground. The double leg kick. Yeah. I haven't seen that before. Yeah. Like for somebody to bring that back. And I posted on the Retromania page the uh, Roddy Piper match with Bruno San Martino. Of course, almost nearly 10 years later after this. Yeah. Um, it's still just as much movement, you know? Yeah. Bruno could still go. Yeah. Of course, he's not the youngest cat in the game here either. No, no. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, he's entering, entering the back nine of his career here. Um, he He's 40 years old here. Yeah. So. I think he did the blade job. I don't know. Ooh. I think a lot of this too. I mean, it's the selling. You know, mm. it's the it's the art of the sell. We believed it a lot more than yeah. yeah. Nowadays, we watch reality television. We know we we question if it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> and I think just the you know how deliberate you know each each move was. You know, yeah, um, it was meant for something exactly. 
crowd is still hot as hell. I don't know if this is piped in or not, but I mean, just re- reacting with every every knee. Yeah. Wow. Boston Crab. Who the fuck called Ooh. that? <laughs> That's Vince. It's Vince, yeah. Boston Crab! I was going to say, somebody's getting fired, but then again, maybe not. No. I'm the boss! I can call whatever. If I want to call that a fucking Boston Crab for now on, that's a Boston Crab for now on. We're reversing... We're new rule. We're reversing <laughs> the camel clutch and the Boston crab. Yeah. They'll call it what I tell them to call it. <laughs> Damn it! Ah, right there. That was a punch. <laughs> <laughs> what a maneuver! What a maneuver! Oh, show that ass crack again. <laughs> Notice how I call it ash crack because it's 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 well, he he did snuff he he didn't yeah. smoke sorry nice nice sorry I did, saved it yeah that was good I didn't I didn't appreciate that <laughs> on first on on first pass but that was quality uh, I was trying to go for something yeah I guess a a literal chin hold. It's pressure on the on the throat. Yeah, no rules. Yeah, no submission, no pin, no bullshit. Look at it. Oh man. Oh, stand. I guess that was low blow. Yeah, Hanson's face was looking red there for a second. Um, going back to the crowd though, I love another thing. I love about this is like the the reactions and the and the constant uh the constant hum. As opposed to what's the next chant going to be? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the feel. It's yeah. the emotion. Yeah. It's, it's the way Japan crowds still do. Exactly. I mean, they'll cheer along. Don't yeah. get me wrong, because yeah. they love to play into it. But yeah. it is necessary for the match. It yeah. doesn't overtake the match. Yeah. And li- this, this is awesome. Listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love chance, but I think they've gotten to a point of oversaturation with the American crowd. I think there's a huge sector of the American wrestling fandom that tries to get themselves over with chance. And, you know, it's just, it's trying to make the show about you. Yeah. It's one of my biggest pet peeves currently, but anyway, so it's cool to, to see this and kind of, you know, feel that that vibe. Soak it in. Wow! Even a Ooh. slap that he missed into that steel cage is like, uh. yeah. They're living and dying with him, man. He's you know he's fighting their fight. It's a oh, man. Reminds me of Barry Wyndham. Yeah, in a way, right? But, yeah, I like, see that. Uh, you know, like, uh, but he is like he's hoss. He could move like Wyndham too, which is what yeah. part of what made him so scary. Oh man. Holding him up. Keep him in. It's always curious to me about like how long do you keep the door open 
Yeah. Like, do you always keep it open? You know, like, yeah. you, like is there like a 10 second rule? Right, like, right. Yeah. I've always thought that was like always sort of an awkward role for that referee. And, you know, should I do it now? And here we go. You want to open it now? Okay. I'm closing. Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hey, brother. <laughs> brother, I'm, I'm going to shut this door. I'm going to need a notification saying you're coming or something. <laughs> Make it convolute. Oh, more ass crack. <laughs> What is going on? Did we just did we just cop into a gold mine that um, Stan Hansen is the original Shawn Michaels? I've, you know, Shawn <laughs> Shawn grew up. He got it from somewhere, man. He you know. Can you imagine? Oh, he's breaking the face. So now course, the only the only thing job, I want right? to see is somebody in WWE 2K whatever. Taking a Stan Hansen CAW and like putting him to Shawn Michaels' entrance, <laughs> like '90s Michael, where he's like prancing around and shit. Ah! <laughs> yeah, he's. Oh man! So we got... look at the cell job. Yep. What? Uh, we got the. Uh, red... I mean, this is Michaels' two thousand SummerSlam two thousand five all over. Yeah. <laughs> Caught up in the ropes. Oh my god! We got red turning to green, and green trunks getting pulled down. But the heat on this, yes, is awesome. Yeah, after he's been beating down Bruno the entire match, and Bruno always like interacted with the crowd too. Yeah, like he, a master of it. Did Vince McMahon call called the elbow pad the lariat? Uh, I didn't. I didn't catch that. He probably did. He probably equated that with with the lariat. You're staying the lariat, right? <laughs> yeah, that that finishing move where you hit him with your elbow pad. Hey, lariat! I'm gonna need you to uh, put Bruno over tonight. Yeah. It's like the name's Stan. Yeah, lariat. Thanks. Thanks, pal. Look! Oh man! Oh, he just walks out. Wow! It's like, well, he's someone all... pumped their fist. Like the dude in the red afro yeah. was just like, "Fuck!" Did it again. I mean, fans of he's this still caught up. Fans of this era, you know, in the same way that people would tune into Raw every Monday night and see Stone Cold and and, and live vicariously through that character. I mean, they were showing up at the arena every month because he was. He represented that working class contingent, yeah. Um, especially for Italian Americans, but not just for Italian Americans, for people of all races in the working class. Like, yeah, he was like because he brought it into play, but it wasn't an overt thing like it is now. It's like, yeah, you know, like yeah, he was an Italian American. Yeah, okay, like you know, didn't wasn't born here, but like he still like it, that wasn't like the only thing that he was about. Yeah, he was a hardworking like guy to look up to, like you know, a, a, a bot, you know, like a good a good champion. Yeah, I love Stan still getting some heat here. Yeah, <laughs> he just falls off the ropes. That was great. <laughs> that was that was such a good good he little is... touch. He's a showboat man, dude. He's showboating in this match. Wow. 
That's surprising for me because yeah. once he gets older, he doesn't like you know it, he can only do so much with his body. <laughs> He can only do so much with his body, but he still shows his way of like spitting at the crowd and like yeah. chasing him with the lasso and everything. But uh, you see some of that aggression shit. there with the cage, yeah. kind of like a caged animal. But still, like he's bumping like a like an animal, like Dolph yeah. Ziggler. Yeah. Red Afro friend is is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just pointing the finger at Bruno. Here we go. You got Brunoed. <laughs> Pretty much. Being escorted by police. The announcer. Do it, make it better, wake it harder, better. <laughs> Sorry. It's just because those mics, I don't know. It's like, y'all leave me I'll wait. Yeah. I'll wait. Yeah. My hand yeah, goes up, your yeah, mouth yeah. goes shut. California love. <laughs> 11 minutes, 11 seconds. That felt longer, right? It did. It did, yeah. Oh, my God. Still. What an awesome, what an awesome match. Yeah. Like, from 1976, yeah. and I'm saying that. Yeah, just a, you know, just a perfect, gives you a great idea of, you know, how over he was with, with the crowd and, and just his ability to, you know, his ability to, to sell. There's a, there's a certain art of, like, you know, selling your offense, too. And I think, you know, he, he does a really good job of that. And obviously, you know, selling for, for Stan Hansen as well. Um you know, just a good a good little snapshot of of you know why he was such a legend that he was. Yeah, like uh, amazing, amazing here. Yeah. Do you, Do you have time to watch one more? Uh, where are we at? We're at eight twenty. This is yeah. This nine minutes. I can do. Yeah. That. Yeah. Nine minutes. Yeah. All right, folks. If you want to do it, WWF Boston Garden, December seventh, nineteen eighty five. Bruno San Martino versus Roddy Roddy Piper. On the parquet floor, brother. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, this is awesome because it's 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 Roddy's birthday. Yep. And Bruno passed away today. This is a great little brawl. Yeah. The end of their feud, um, almost. Uh, they had a steel cage brawl that you can see on um, the WWE Network, like I spoke of. Yep. But if you guys want to find this one, we're going to share it in the description as well. And you can find it on YouTube. We're going to count down as usual from five, four, three, two, one, zero is when you click. All right. Keep it up with us. Ready? Did yep. you find it? Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. They gave it a one hour time limit. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. Look, Bruno is feisty as fuck, man. Yeah. He's going going after him. Yeah, nearly 50 years old. Oh, firing up at this time. Yeah. And the, the, listen to the audience again. This is not piped in. Yeah. 
I don't think this is piped in. Did he bust him open already? Did he blade? No. no not yet. It's coming, though, I'm sure. I mean, this is at the time where he, where uh, Bruno Sammartino is slicking his hair back like Kazuya Mishima from Tekken because <laughs> he's got that bald spot in the back. Yeah. So he's yeah. got to cover it up. Oh, yep. Piper is bleeding, man. Soon. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> Bruno. Oh. Yeah. I mean, he's still, he's still got it. He does. And the crowd is still with him 100%. A generation after his first world title win. Yeah. Yep. Beat into the cut. That's Rod. That's my impression of Roddy. I can't do a good <laughs> Roddy. I'm not a good Roddy, but I can do a Bruno. Oh, he was a great guy. He was willing to give his blood. <laughs> oh, oh, low blow. Right in the old, unprotected balls. Uh, yeah, those old Italian meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had these uh, great Italian meatballs, and. Uh, my mother, the marinara, is what kept me going. It's the marinara inside the old man that keeps him going. And I don't think that cut is deep enough, but he's still trying to get something out of it. I mean, yep. I think the referee tried to even help Kinda him open it. Up. And he was like, yeah. What is the deal with this ref? This ref is all kinds of fucking disheveled. He's <laughs> <laughs> got. Just sure. bang someone's sister. We need you out here. Ah, shit. Johnny's come lately. Yeah. Shirt's half untucked and two sizes too big. He's trying to get some. <laughs> trying to get some respect. How is anybody going to respect this official? How can he, I can't even watch the match? <laughs> One, uh, two. If he was, if it was right now, he'd be checking his cell phone. Yeah. Three. Uh, uh, Roddy. Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> do you think Vince is gonna be mad that my shirt's unironed? If you'd be honest, <laughs> the fucking. Honestly, I can't even look at you. You look like a slob. <laughs> oh, double leg. Double leg. Still with those double leg kicks. Oh, and the Ooh. knee lift. Ah. Still firing back, though. Hey, man, he's got, moving hey, quick. He's not. There's no slack in him. No, yeah, he's working hard, man. Holy shit, he just ran to Roddy. Yeah. And he's, and he's running, running back. him back in the ring. Holy shit. It's a physically fit man. It is the marinara. <laughs> this referee is wet as a overdone spaghetti. Hey, uh, you guys, you know, I'm going to you know, count you out so you know. <laughs> Dude. I'm serious. Uh, All right, do something. Big sell, big sell. All right, yes. slicking back that. Mishima hair. They're going crazy. Uh, some more ass crack here. Shawn Michaels must have been watching Bruno San Martino matches, but took away the heels yeah. more. <laughs> that's you know, that's how Bruno's heels got over. You know, show the show the he showed the ass, and basically, I I was the ass kicker. 
Ugh. You know, I was, I was watching Bruno San Martino, and I was like, I got, I got to show my ass. You know, I'm going to get over it. You know, if HVK is going to get over I got news for you. News yeah. update. News update. Ass showing is in. Oh, a little, little bit of a receipt there for yeah. Rowdy. Yeah. I like Rowdy's sell yeah. here of the, of the ball and shot. And my meatballs were effective. <laughs> and then his meatballs were effective. You know, it's in a recipe for disaster. Look at that. Oh. Oh. Jesus. Is that the Viper? Huh? That's the gardener steak. Yeah. I'm going to find out what's in this cast. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's a long noodle. It's kind of like a an angel hair pasta. Angel hair, that's what I got right <laughs> Angel hair is what he has right now because it doesn't exist. <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! Still, the feud is hot. I mean, Piper and Orndorff are hot at yeah. this time. Both, you know, new to the company and, and coming off that WrestleMania yeah. one. Yep. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I guess I'll go. All right. Referee. Cool. Look, I'm already almost halfway undressed, so yeah. It's like it's like he's wearing his dad's <laughs> shirt. He's like a little kid wearing his dad's work shirt for fun. It's you see it's like three three sizes too big. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Somebody needs to help this man. And it sure as shit is not going to be the referee. Oh. Hey, come on. Oh. <laughs> Why'd you even try? At least, at least he is trying. I mean, he, he came out he did his job. Dude, he didn't have any other shirts but that big, like, 3XL in right. his car. And he was like, I still got to do my job. <laughs> and he still tried to help Brunar. He's like, I still got to do my job. So he's a good guy. Just don't, he's a good I mean, guy. Don't give him a hard day. time, man. Wow, and they just walk off with a lot of heat. Well, it's just just you and me, kid. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> well, well, well. Could you untie me? I'm twisted like a rigatoni. Sorry. I'm like a bow tie. Jeez, sweet bangs. Ooh, still gets a big pop for the yeah. DQ win. Yeah, not the kind of victory he's looking for. <sighs> that he Thanks, did. Gorilla. Let's go back and take another look. I can't. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I didn't even know he was a ref for a second. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of shirt to try to tuck into those pants too. Those pants, True. Pants, <laughs> three XL. Yeah. Three XL. Like. 
it's all blue tight guys that kind that kind of got confusing. Yeah, you could only tell by ratios of hair. I mean, that was that was the genesis of the feud, right? Is who was going to carry on the tradition of the blue? I trunks. got the blue. He's got the blue afro. I I have the blue balding angel look, and then he's got the blue Scottish look. You know, blue trunks have always been blue. my my gimmick. <laughs> He still tried to slip slip it back. Jesus. Still a bit they drew a house there. Oh yeah. Right? No doubt. No doubt. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for sticking along with me on that that ride. Uh, As always, um, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, Bruno San Martino. The living. We'll cut that <laughs> out. <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> Please cut that out. <laughs> Rest in peace to Bruno San Martino, one of the greatest legends of all time. Um, seriously. Uh, he might play a, a role in our second season. You never know. Yeah. No, yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled because we're we're uh we're, we're gonna be booking the territory, brother. Yeah. And we're gonna be looking at the roster top to bottom. See, and we got we got two, old and new. Two pads and two pins. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna do it. Um yeah, it it's gonna be fun. Hulkamania is dead. Stick around. And then we're gonna have plenty of more Retromania bonus episodes. Um, and if you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe, help us review yes. something, spread the word. Um, like I said, I want this the place for uh, wrestling fans to come and have a retrospective look back and a laugh back and uh, some 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 you know some other stuff here and there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> it's all fun. Yeah, come on, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jimmy, we can always find you at Twitter on, uh, Jimmy underscore price. Yep. And you can always write into us at retromania podcast at gmail.com. That's retromania with a W at the beginning. And you can find us on YouTube. And as always, we're with moholeradio.com. So if you go there, you can follow us there as well. And they always have some great podcasts that come out. The Inept Supervillains from Chicago. Yes. Awesome stuff there. Um, and as always, Movie the Podcast. Yeah. Some great stuff there as well. I would, yeah, they need to They need to have us on. We yeah. need to lay down the challenge, brother. You need to have the hosting squad on Movie the Podcast. We'll have a sit down. And uh, they might have to wait until the next WWE Easter. But yeah. uh, I think that would be fun. Uh, I, I, movie the Podcast is always always all kinds of fun. But uh, Yeah, definitely. Maybe some more uh, mole hole you know Moho family uh you know podcasting yeah. i enjoyed the last one that we did yeah for sure um definitely um thank you as always for listening to us and uh we're gonna we're gonna keep on rolling and riding that's yeah. how we're rolling, rolling rolling we didn't get that this year no we? yeah we didn't didn't get, didn't get biker taker didn't get kid rock maybe next year yeah God. we'll see if we're lucky one can only hope yeah yeah. All right, well, stick around. Fred Durst is going in the fucking Hall of Fame next year. <laughs> Holy shit. I know y'all be loving this shit right here. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm feeling those lighters. 
it's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye.